Hi, you're listening to Ready to Scale, the second season of That Really Happened. This season is focused on APS of real estate, asset, process, and strategy. Each guest on the show will reveal the assets they're investing and why they chose to do so. From multifamily to industrial, self-storage, mobile home parks, and more. Then, they'll uncover the processes, tools, and systems they've used to build multi-million dollar businesses. And finally, they'll uncover new, unique, and exciting strategies to invest in real estate. From co-working to buy and hold, fix and flips, co-living, and much, much more. Now let's get the show started. Hey guys, I'm Ellie Perlman with a special edition of Ready to Scale for you today. The first Tuesday of each month, I will be releasing an advanced training session on information like raising capital, creating an effective acquisition process, and more on all things related to being a multifamily syndicator. These recordings are from webinars that I hosted, so you can also jump on my YouTube channel called Ready to Scale Multifamily Investing with Ellie Perlman and watch along if you prefer. In these sessions, you will learn valuable information to help give you a competitive edge and keep your business thriving. Now let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Ready to Scale. I'm Ellie Perlman, broadcasting from not so sunny California these days. So I'm recording today is June 26th and I want to talk to you today about how to vet a deal during COVID. I know that when it comes to investing in real estate, some folks are basically deciding to sit on the sidelines and they said, you know what, I'm not sure what's going on. I'm going to wait and not invest. And then others say, hey, we understand what's happening. We saw how other properties are performing during COVID and we feel comfortable moving forward. And basically this episode is for this group. So those who are investing in real estate that are actively looking for deals, which, you know, I'm part of this group, then there's a way to vet deals during COVID and things that you should be aware of. And, you know, what I'm going to cover today, it's something that you should be looking at Regardless of where we are in a cycle, it's a good list to go over, but it's especially important when it comes to making a deal and investing in a deal during COVID. So I would say before you even look at a deal, the first thing you want to do is vet the sponsor. And it's super, super important. When I'm investing in any deal, because I invest passively, in addition to invest passively in my deals, I also invest passively with other sponsors. First and foremost, I invest in a sponsor before I invest in a deal. So the main thing you want to know, especially now during COVID, is what's the sponsor's track record? How experienced are they? And specifically, what's their performance during COVID? Were they able to pay their distributions on time? Did they hit their projected returns? When it comes to underwriting, were they basically conservative enough when the market was doing great six months and a year and two and three years ago. So now they're actually not in a bad situation that they're actually performing. This is extremely important to know because when everything is kind of in chaos, if you have a sponsor that is actually performing, then it means that you can trust the sponsor that most likely the next deal they're going to have, they're going to be able to perform. So that's the first step before you even look at a deal, you look at the numbers, you look at the pictures, Just look at the sponsor and try to understand, is this the right sponsor for you? 
Are they conservative enough? Do they have the right track record? And how did they perform during COVID? If you're passive investors and you're interacting with sponsors, whether it's, if it's a sponsor that you know for a while but haven't had a chance to invest with or a new sponsor you're looking into investing with, don't be shy. Don't be afraid to ask. Tell me how your properties are doing during COVID. I know it can be a little bit uncomfortable, but even if the properties are not doing well, see how the sponsor is basically replying to this question and how he handles an uncomfortable question. And obviously you want to know, are they doing well? Is their cash flow, you know, okay? Are they hitting their returns? What's the situation with their occupancy, with the rent collections? And you'll see who is actually a good sponsor to invest with. So that's number one. So after you vetted the sponsor, the thing that I would put my focus on is the area before I'm looking at a deal. So as passive investors, obviously you don't have enough data on all the markets in the US. I highly recommend you go to a free website called citydata.com. And once you locate the exact area where the property is located, you can look at, you know, use their interactive map to look at the crime rate, look at the median household income, and that will give you an idea of, you know, type of people live there. If this is a, an area with high crime in median household income of $25,000, then it's probably not going to be an area that is going to perform well during COVID. If this is an area with low crime and, you know, high or medium to high median household income, such as, you know, usually $40,000 a year is not in California, but outside of California, that's what I would, you know, see as a decent area with low crime, obviously, then this is probably an area that is going to be good to investing. The third metric that citydata.com provides is COVID. So you can see the number of infections in that specific area, and that can give you kind of an understanding What's the crime situation? What's the median household income? And how about are the infections in that specific area? So as I mentioned, you start by looking into the sponsor, then move to look at the area. If one of those two factors don't, you don't feel comfortable with, you stop right there. Don't even bother going into the deal because sometimes the deal, you know, seeing the really nice presentation with the beautiful pictures, that can be very confusing. So stay on track look at a sponsor, then look at the area and use citydata.com. It takes, you know, five, 10 minutes to get all this information. And in my opinion, even as a passive investor, this is a time investment that is going to be very much worth it. Now, let's say that, you know, you vetted the sponsor, the area is good, and now you're looking at the deal. Now let's talk for a second about the numbers. The one thing that I'm going to look at is the debt. And this is something that most passive investors are not looking at. And they're not basically looking into that factor. And it's a very important factor. So look at the debt. Is it conservative or not? A conservative debt structure is a property, a deal that doesn't have high leverage. If someone during COVID is getting a deal with 85% or 80% LTV, which is loan to value, that's pretty high. And, you know, that could mean trouble along the line because if the loan is 80, 85% of the purchase price, then the payments, the debt payments are very high. You might not be able to pay to the lender, you know, a few months from now. Most lenders today, they're basically, you know, they've shifted their LTV 
from before COVID, we saw anywhere between 70 and 75% LTV. Now we're talking about 55 to 65, maybe 68%. So that's pretty good. And if the deal has that conservative LTV, that's a good thing. I'm also going to look when it comes to the debt, I'm going to look at bridge loan and make sure that there's no bridge loan on the property. Listen, guys, this is my opinion. And I know that other sponsors and other investors feel comfortable with bridge. I personally do not feel comfortable with a short-term loan, usually with high interest rate. So just make sure whatever the debt structure is and the terms that you are comfortable with those terms. So fluctuating interest rate is also something I'm going to look at. I like to have a conservative debt with low LTV, no bridge loan, and fixed interest rate. So I know every month, every year, I know what the interest rate is, and I'm not getting a loan at 3.7% interest rate, and that's going to turn into 4.5% a year from now. And that can really impact the returns that you as an investor can get. So after looking at the debt, the next thing to do is to look at the projections. And those forward-looking numbers are very, very important. So when it comes to the projections on every deal, first of all, look at the renovation plan and ask yourself, does it make sense? You don't have to be an expert to understand that if someone is basically assuming that they're going to buy a property and start renovating right away and get, you know, $250, $300 rent premiums, that's pretty aggressive, especially for COVID. So I can tell you at Blue Lake, the company that I own and, and manage, what we do, we assume that we only going to start renovating between month six and 12 after we purchase the property. And that's because it might not be the right time to renovate. Obviously, and I've, say, I've said it before, we do have a renovation on demand plan, which means that we're showing tenants a renovated unit and a non-renovated unit, which we call classic unit, and we let them choose. And surprisingly, we were able to get 10 to 29% rent increases and 50 to 70% of new tenants are choosing to go with the renovated unit. But I'm not assuming we can replicate this success on the new purchase. So every new purchase we're looking at right now, we're assuming that renovations are going to start six to 12 months from the day we purchased the property. So if you look at a deal and you see that the business plan is to start renovating right away, it could be. It all depends on the deal, the competition in the area, the, the sub-market. But ask yourself, does it make sense? And if it doesn't, make a point to talk to the sponsor, to the GP, and ask why renovations are starting earlier. The second thing when, when you're looking at a deal package as an investor, look at rent increases. So besides whatever you're getting on renovation as premiums, you're basically, you know, a big part of the projections on the underwriting is rent increases. We're basically saying every year we assume that just supply and demand is going to account for X increase in rents. So for instance, there are markets that a year prior to COVID, we saw rent increases from anywhere from 3% to 7 or 8%. And this is just on the same unit, not because we renovated the unit, we were able to get 3 to 8% increase, but just because there's so much demand that people are willing to pay that much for the same unit. So now we say, Probably in the first year of operations, rent increases are going to be anywhere between 0 to 1%. So 
second year, there's an increase and so on, a mild increase. So make sure that the projections make sense. And if it's not part of the package of the investor package, ask your sponsor, what do you project for rent increases? What did you account for as part of the underwriting? And if they say three to 5% rent increases in year one, the question is why? And try to understand why. And this is really important because so many sponsors are now renewing leases at 0% rent increases. And they actually either do so also for new tenants or they increase rents very, very minimally, one to maybe 2%, just to make sure they keep cash flow in place and that they're able to fill up the unit. Now, the next thing besides renovations, besides the rent increases, look at bad debt or delinquencies. And basically, that means that as sponsors, we look into, we basically project how many tenants are not going to be able to pay their rents and what would be that amount that is going to be delinquent. So you got to make sure that delinquency is higher than how the property has been performing for the last 12 months. I would say 3% delinquency or bad debt is, could be considered, you know, not a good number, but a reasonable number. And that was prior to COVID. Now you can see anywhere between 5 and 7%, maybe a little bit more. So look at how the property, you know, ask the sponsor, what do you project for delinquencies or bad debt and see if this number makes sense. So if they put 0%, that doesn't make any sense because it means that the sponsor thinks that there are not going to be any delinquencies and they're going to be able to collect 100% of the rents. And that's a bit aggressive. So make sure you're comfortable with bad debt. and then. The last thing when it comes to projections is occupancy. Many times sponsors and investors are very, very aggressive when it comes to occupancy and very optimistic when it comes to occupancy. So make sure that you're comfortable with whatever projections they're making. So when it comes to occupancy, so far multifamily has been performing pretty well when it comes to occupancy, but make sure that you feel comfortable with those numbers. If so far, you know, if in the past 12 months, the property has been performing at 95, maintained 95% occupancy, it might make sense to have lower occupancy in the next year or so, because we are assuming that some tenants are going to move out, they won't be able to pay their rents. So maintaining the same level might be a bit aggressive. And of course, if the property has been performing at 90% occupancy, and now you're assuming going to be 95% occupancy for the next year, that could be a little bit aggressive. Of course, these are all rule of thumbs. It could definitely be, you know, the specific case when something happened at the property and it makes sense to actually increase the occupancy, but just make sure that you're looking at that factor as well. So just to sum up, we were talking about how to vet a deal during COVID. We're talking about before you look at the deal starting to vetting the sponsor, look at their track record, their performance during COVID, then look at the area and make sure that you're comfortable with the area and that you're investing in a strong area. So use cdata.com to look at crime, median household income, and COVID infections. And when you're finally looking at the deal and looking at the investor package, look at the debt structure, renovations, rent increases, bad debt, and finally, occupancy. So I hope that that was beneficial for at least some of you and that you learned something from this episode and I'll see you on the next one.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.